Hey, we're back for a third round of Baldi's deliberations. Again, uh, this is this is our dumb award show. Uh, it, it has no more meaning or supremacy than any other, but at least we're transparent about what we think and why we rated things the way that we did. Today, we're here to talk about first-round movies. These are all the movies... Um, not necessarily... These are all the movies that one of us, Jim or I, have seen this year that came out this year... It does mm-hmm. not require us to have covered it or even talked about it, but we have to have seen it at the same year it came out to be eligible. Uh, let's let's uh, dive in. Um, you haven't seen Shang Chi and the Ten Ring, the Legend of the Ten Rings. I have not. This is the best non-Spider-Man Marvel thing that's come out since probably Avengers Endgame. Nice. Um, yeah, I need to check it out. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I imagine um, because I I had no idea how to calibrate this guy's power level. Like I assumed he was kind of like a daredevil type. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's by the end of this movie uh, could easily be an Avenger like like level, you know, easily could probably duke it out with Tony Stark. Um, So if Tony Stark were were not dead, uh, this was you know has a distinctly kind of like you know asian specifically chinese uh mythic feel like in terms of the design and some of the characters and some of the like monster design is is really inspired like heavily from those legends and stuff and i i like you know you you see so much stuff that's based on broadly speaking western culture it's kind of nice to see that it has a lot of heart in terms of this is about a a broken family unit, a mom and dad who loved each other a lot, but had some problems and the mother died and the dad maybe, uh, you know, uh, took a a super villain turn on that and, and what that did to the kids. Um, and, uh, you know, then it did adds like a nice little hero's journey on top of that. Like, you know, finding out that you're special and what that means and harnessing that power and, you know, gathering allies and all that stuff. It, it's, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it's such a cool, like it starts off. Um, it, it definitely does the, the like Game of Thrones thing where it starts off with ice zombies and then retreats into political intrigue for nine you know, episodes before you get back to dragons, you know, mm, um, okay. it hits you in the face with like this, like kind of like um, almost um, crouching tiger hidden uh, dragon type, like fantasy wushu combat. Mm-hmm. And then the the start the the mythos and then it withdraws in like modern day San Francisco and becomes like a early Jackie Chan action film where it's all practical effects and like funny kind of like prop based combat and it smoothly ramps up into more and more dangerous and professional and ever supernatural feats of martial arts and it's just hmm. it's really fun so nice uh Big thumbs up on this Marvel project. I, I'm interested to see how they integrate him into the cinematic universe going forward. To the top. <laughs> okay. It's already there. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. All right. That's a big, dumb action movie. I mean, not particularly this, dumb. Like, it has a little bit of heart with that young girl. I liked some of that stuff. I feel like this is easily the best of the modern monster movies. You know, of, of this monster cinematic universe that they've kind of created with Godzilla and Gojira and Mothra and Mecha Godzilla, all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. this definitely wove in all that different stuff that they've been doing and felt very satisfying. Stupid, but like uh-huh. 
knows it's stupid, but also just has some amazing, like some of the individual fight scenes between Godzilla and King Kong and they're like taunting of each other and stuff. I thought was just really entertaining. Yeah. I did end up liking the aircraft carrier scene quite a bit. <laughs> jumping around on those stupid things. Or there's, uh, there's one scene in particular I always think of where Godzilla atomic fires uh, a hole like, I don't know, a, 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 a thousand miles deep into the Earth's core. Mm-hmm. So it can it can mean mug Godzilla and be like, I'm coming for you, bitch. Uh-huh. Do you see me? Yeah, like it's, oh, man. And I, I, I see clear psychosexual ch- uh, charge in the uh, Godzilla versus King Kong main event fight at the end. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it's a big, dumb action. I mean, this is a floater if uh, I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't in good conscience move it at all. They got to stop trying to inject human drama. Like, we started off with the Godzilla where they brought they, they brought it all out with, uh, you know, Brian Cranston and What's-His-Face. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, this really, kid. like, almost more pathos than there was monster. Yeah. Now there's much more monster than pathos. All the pathos, just get rid of it. I don't, I don't need to see Millie Bobby Brown... And her deadbeat dad's relationship. And yeah, that was a bit of a that, problem. There there were some things around the edges with her group that, boy, I didn't like. But I did like the deaf, the deaf uh, girl and her relationship with yes. like, that she developed with Kong over the sign language stuff. The girl who I kind of grew up on the Skull Island Preserve. There's yeah. some, like I said, there's some path of like, you know, like a. Like the old Godzilla. If you got a kid that's got a special affinity for the monster, I'm I'm okay with that. But I just mm-hmm. I stop I'd stop trying to make me care about this guy's podcast and this girl's relationship with their mom and dad. This it's no, I don't I don't care. Just just get to the monsters punching. Yeah. Speaking of monsters punching, uh, Mortal Kombat 2021. I was surprised at how good this was actually, because you know the Mortal Kombat movies have a reputation and it's not a super positive one. Um, they're Unless you're dumb. talking about soundtrack. Sure. If you're talking about soundtrack, super positive, but everything from there <laughs> everything gets, else. goes downhill. Yeah. So going into this one, I'm like, well, I guess I'm I'm in store for a really stupid, hokey action movie. And it was it was better than that. Um, I liked some of the characters. I liked some of the actors in it. Um, the dude who's playing the shit bag, is it, is it Kano? I I, I can't remember. Oh, the Australia. Yeah, Kane. Yeah. I think it's Kane. Is, is it Kano? No, nah, I don't remember. But I can't remember that character's name for some reason. Uh, he was really good. I enjoyed his performance quite a bit, even if he was a shitbag. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, and, and the only thing I didn't like about that movie, I guess, is the main character is kind of flat through most of it. He's not like, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's the straight man and kind of all the other insanity that's going on around him. There was a lot of like generic good guys that I kind of lost track of, you know, between like Liu Kang and uh, yeah. What, 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 who all do you have on that? Kao Lang and Liu Kang. Like there's a lot of them that like, I thought they were the same character in Mortal Kombat. And that's the other thing is like, I've, I stopped paying attention to yeah. Mortal Kombat universe around Mortal Kombat three or so. So a lot of these uh-huh. guys stepping on stuff. I'm like, I don't fuck. I don't know. Like, but yeah. Uh, but I had fun with that movie. I liked it more than Godzilla versus Kong actually. Yeah. Do we, do we want to float at one above or do we want to just like say yeah. it's a float or a sinker or yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm cool two. with that. 
Um, <laughs> Army of the Dead. Uh, what a piece I didn't of see shit. this movie. I was wanting to. I went on vacation that week and came back, and you're like, don't bother. No, it's terrible. Uh, I hated Army of the Dead. Uh, Jason from Podcastica and I did a podcast about it when you were out of town, and he didn't even really like it. I mean, he wasn't as hard on it as I was because that's kind of what I do, and that's kind of what he does is, you know, he he likes things, tries, and that's, that's fine. good in things, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, but he came in pretty negative on that podcast too, which should, <laughs> should tell you something. Uh, boy... I just don't think Zack Snyder can do anything other than uh, remakes and uh, adaptations. The only two things I've ever seen him do that I enjoyed were uh, Dawn of the Dead remake and Watchmen. So I don't know. This was a piece of shit. I hated it to the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, To the bottom. To the bottom, he says. All right. We don't usually do to to the bottom. It but, had an uh, undead tiger and it fucking sucked. How is that possible? How do you do that? How is that possible? How do you do that? You innovate on the walking dead and you fuck up. You can't even do it undead tiger. Right. Uh, how about a quiet place part two? Oh, I like that. That was unnecessary. Totally unnecessary, right? Quiet place was a very good movie. Standalone. Didn't need a sequel. Got a sequel. It's probably going to be in our biggest uh, highest risk, highest reward category also. But Ooh, I, I should probably make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, if it's not in there, I'll put it in there right now. Um, but okay, I really yeah, yeah. like that movie. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was a challenge to try to recapture the magic and I don't know that... Um, Man, the biggest problem this movie is also part of its charm, which is it's got young kids acting independently because they have to, and some of the decisions they make are just stupid because they're dumb kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's frustrating, and it's... But this movie is... Man, John Krasinski knows how to make a pressure cooker. Yeah. He somehow... There's like three different set pieces that are like a a Russian Matryoshka nesting doll of set pieces where it's like the mother is doing an independent thing and she's kind of wounded and low on ammo and she's being menaced at the same time the kid is watching the baby and oxygen's running out and he's got to decide whether he needs to open the door or while at the same time his deaf uh, sister is out in the wilderness and her hearing aid is shorted out while the Mm -hmm. same time Cillian Murphy is like uh, held hostage on a boat full of cannibals and and like the the thing keeps switching in like 30 second increments and every time you go around to a different part of the thing that the tension ratchets tighter yeah it's very stressful watching this movie and I think that's that's a testament to it and I absolutely love I've I've noted this over the past like 10 years or so. I fucking love seeing the beginning of apocalyptic events like War of the yeah. Worlds is one of those movies where I just look at War of the Worlds. and I'm like, fuck, that is cool. And this movie does that, right? It goes back to the beginning of the Quiet Place invasion thing and kind of shows you yeah. that that thing, the, the whole baseball scene, uh, softball scene, whatever it is. I really love that scene. I thought it was great and also super tense, right? Hiding out in this restaurant or wherever they were in. And yeah, I I thought the beginning of this is great and it just gets better as it goes. So yeah, the, the, the world, the universe building of these monsters that can only hear sound leads to a naturally tense environment where everything is silent and you can hear a pin drop. And yeah. then when those, when a loud sound happens is jarring and usually means that your characters are going to be in mortal danger right the fuck now. And mm-hmm. 
that's a nice little efficient engine, you know? Uh, and the island the, thing, the, like them getting across the water was fucked. Yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, to the top? It to, would be for me, certainly. But okay, I don't know what you top. feel about Shang-Chi. I feel like we're getting too much into minutia of adjusting things. Uh, okay. did, you didn't see In the Heights, did you? No. In the Heights. Okay, I want to talk about something. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, we talked about he's not like a legendary rapper. He's like a cool uncle dad rapper. Um, sure. I don't understand. Like, I've seen a lot of hot takes because he has he's had some some big years of late. You know, he had the Hamilton special, uh, which, you know, already got all these flowers off of that's run on the um, uh, Broadway. He did uh, uh, Moana. He did Encanto last year, he writes all these. And I'm getting a lot of his takes as like, you know, oh, Lin-Manuel. It's like you can you, anytime a Lin-Manuel song comes on the air, you instantly know it. Oh, what is It's a stale style. Oh. Like what? When did having a recognizable style become a detriment? Like, does anybody be mm. like, oh, Jesus Christ, three words out of his mouth. I know this is Snoop Dogg track. Like, <laughs> Uh-huh. It's it's like yeah he's I don't I don't think that the 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 trick of the dancing bear is not that the bear dances amazingly the fact that it dances at all you know like Lin Manuel can write these like really insightful and catchy tunes that are also able to be vital to propelling the plot forward or setting the stage or revealing an interesting character detail. And he does it well and entertaining. And again, did I mention they're catchy, usually earworm type stuff, kind of mild bangers. Like, what do we want from this man? Uh, yeah. I thought In the Heights was a hell of a lot of fun and had a lot of heart. It had some really innovative, um, you know, it's it's it had a, a lot of innovative um, musical stuff. Like there's a zero G kind of dancing scene where these two people in love are kind of start dancing on the street, but then they like walk up to the side of the building and they're, you, you know, doing really fun, clever things with the fire escapes and stuff. Um, there's like a jaw dropping sequence where they're all at the pool and there's kind of like semi aquatic uh, um, synchronized kind of swimming going on and everyone's in colorful costumes and towels and it's all swirling around and it's choreographed. I mean, it just, it just movie felt fun to watch. Um hmm. And it's a quintessential American story of, you know, uh, generational struggles of immigrants um, getting acceptance in the country, the ones that do and make it and the ones that don't. And um, I, I I thought it was great. This is the thing I guess he wrote and went was on Broadway before Hamilton huh, um, okay. and him directing it with a big budget for HBO. I thought it was great. Uh, uh, I don't know. I want to send it to the top because it's better than Godzilla and Mortal Kombat. But uh, we'll see. Okay. And keep in mind, I'm a sucker for musicals. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Conjuring 3. Did I see this? I don't think I saw this. I think the asterisk means you didn't see it. Uh, I like the Ed and Lorraine, you know, spooky paranormal investigation story that, that centered around, uh, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Wilson and uh, 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 Vera Famiga. Um, it's all a bunch of bullshit. It's not a true story. Um, but they're getting a lot of mileage now that this couple's getting older and Ed's got heart problems. Uh, he could have a heart, at, you know, if, if his heart gets stressed, he could die at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really fucking stressful. 
dealing with a full-on demonic invasion yeah uh so they don't even have to like the 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 monster doesn't even have to like hang him out a window or put him over a sword like he can just he could just get scared and and die yeah um and i I care enough about edden and lorraine that like even though these are not nearly the 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 movie that the conjuring the conjuring to um you know some of the better james wan things it's still in this I, i think it's still pretty good but it's a floater if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I don't know why the hell you'd watch this over The Conjuring, you know, if you're wanting to, gotcha. like, get that kind of, like, tingle in the back of your neck kind of sensation that James Wan does so well. F9, baby. Oh, yeah. Talk about your big, dumb action movies. This is about the dumbest that you could imagine. <laughs> I mean. I saw Vin Diesel swing like Tarzan from a vine only with a muscle car. I saw Ludacris take a Pontiac Pontiac Fiero into space. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like, holy shit. Where do you go uh, from here? I keep asking, where do they go from here? And space was the next logical conclusion, and they've gone there. It's the, the, the final frontier, except for it won't be. There'll be a, a F-10. It's, you know what's a damn shame? Hmm. It seems like Vin Diesel's ego is getting in the way because mm. he's got this massive fight with The Rock, and now they're not going to be in each other's movies. And they, you know, had this, like, really cool stable of badass characters with Jason State. They had, like, all the tools they need to make essentially a, a, a ensemble James Bond franchise, hmm. you know, like all these exotic locales and the uh, high tech gadgets and the stunt work and all. And they, they, I, I feel like Vin shit the money bed. Um, but that doesn't have anything to do with this film. I, I love that they're finding a way to keep Brian alive. He's just like the stay at home dad that watches everybody's kids and sure. You know, has a silhouette appearance as he's waving, you know, as he's pulled, you know, they're just passing in the driveway kind of. Um, I, I, I like these movies. Uh, it's a yep. floater. Like, it's oh, probably going to sure. rise a bit, but. Um, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than Mortal Kombat, but it's not sure. going above a quiet place for me. No way. And speaking of shit in the money bed, uh, Marvel with the Black Widow. In the yeah. same world, Black Widow gets a really tight trilogy of badass James Bond, Marvel-esque espionage uh, uh, on par with the Winter Soldier type of thing. Yeah. But instead, they kill her and then she gets to be the first, you know, she she gets to she gets her movie afterwards. And it's like all this stuff felt ill-conceived. She gets to be a bridge out. between the, the two phases of the Marvel shit. Yeah, and she gets to help uh, Florence Pugh in to essentially just to, to to replace her. She's just is going to full on replace her. That's going to control oh, yeah. C, control V, character drop. Um, I mean, Florence Pugh, I, while not like a uh, visual upgrade from Scarlett Johansson, because honestly, who is? But like Florence Pugh is awesome. I the, she was easily the best part of this movie, uh, without yes. a doubt. Her performance is great. And and she's delightful in the Hawkeye Christmas special, except oh, where she's man. bearing the weight of being the bridge to another Black Widow character. Like uh. when she's just being cool, like cool and sassy and irreverent and 
you know, putting the young uh, Hawkeye in her place. It's great. But whenever she's talking with Clint about her sister's sacrifice and what it meant and all, it's like, oh, mm. God, this no. <laughs> I, I thought this movie is just mediocre to blow. This is this is on yeah. par with some of the Superman, Batman shit that Zack Snyder got up to to cynical, passionless. Mm mess mess of cgi action sequences uh there's a couple of things that were good there like i i really liked uh the relationship between her and her sister and their adopted dad uh yeah. put together as a cover dad in the f- form of david harbour mm-hmm. but it just never quite got going for me i'm with you i mean it was it was better than anything snyder's done in my opinion but yeah sure but it's not, not like it's done, not those it's it's, it's around the level of an Aquaman, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that might be fair. Maybe better than Aquaman, worse than the first Wonder Woman, but it's in that class, and that's unusual for Marvel to be slumming around in those neighborhoods. Sure. So, um, how about the Green Knight? This will be this. Oh, and by Pig the way, Black are... Widow floater floater. Yeah. I just I just assumed it is a okay. Totally. Uh, Green Knight and Pig are going to be two really hard ones to judge because they're they're. I hated this movie. You loved it, and vice versa on Pig, right? Mm. Well, I didn't hate Pig, but yeah, I, I, I take your meaning. Um, yeah, I wish I had a chance to see this movie again because this movie looked amazing and it felt amazing to watch. I don't know how much there is there. Hmm. Okay. Like it's just a visual painting of a movie. Um, and there I I suspected there might be deeper themes um at, at play there, but oh, also yeah. it's also it's it's I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's just a gorgeous film. It's a it's an uh it's a retelling of a very ancient kind of like myth. Um and with a lot of style and a lot mm-hmm. of cinematography and a lot of like really good effects work and, and a lot of runtime and a lot of was it really long? I didn't think it was that long. <laughs> well, it's about three times longer than it needed to be based on the shot list because boy, <laughs> those shots, boy, the pacing, boy, that a 24 ness of it. Um. Yeah, you say that like it's a bad thing. I guess I. Well, that's uh, the thing. Like I looked uh, at the it's list. A, of, it's a. It's yeah. It's two two hours ten minutes. I guess. Uh, that's not so bad, but. Yeah, I, I've come to appreciate. I like more a twenty four stuff than I let on. Uh, but this was not one of those that I liked. I mean, I would take this to the top just because I think it's easily better than the f- next five films. But okay, you sure. are you, you gonna resist that? Okay, no, take it to the top. We'll talk take about it. Top. Yeah, I don't think I'll stay there, but yeah. Um, <sighs> Malignant. I didn't see this either. Malignant is the James Wan. It's it was definitely sold as a horror film, but it has a lot more in common with Unbreakable, the M Night Shyamalan kind of superhero origin story. Hmm. Okay, and it has got. In fact, I might have you over this weekend to do a double turn and watch it because this movie takes a turn around the rounding into the final act that is so fucking incredible and crowd pleasing that like I just couldn't believe some of the shit I was seeing. It's so much fun and so audacious in its uh, 
kind of character design of the central kind of horrific thing that's happening. Uh, the, the the reveal of what's actually happening versus what you think is happening is so kind of clever and satisfying. And then the resolution of it is so interesting to watch that uh, I, I think if you like horror and action films at all, you got to give this movie a try. It's not good, but it is unlike anything you've ever seen. And the, just, just like, yeah, if you like the boys, stuff that's like super fucking violent and hmm. inventive in the way it is uh-huh. um, and irreverent in the way it kind of enjoys splattering bodies across the screen. I think you'd like Malignant, um, but it's probably, again, the definition of a floater. It might float, <laughs> it might sink, but it's it's not going to rise to the top for, for damn sure. Okay. Uh, pig? Yeah, so this is the Nick Cage movie where he is a truffle hunter um, who sells his his found truffles to uh, the, let's say, the elites of the chef, uh, the cooking industry, the culinary yeah. industry. Um, yeah. And he has this truffle hunting pig that he loves and that is the source of uh, his financial stability. And and also he has a relationship with this pig. Like it's very much like yeah. a John Wick sort of setup. Although that's kind of how it was pitched to me. It's like, oh, this is Nick Cage in a John Wick sort of movie. It's not that. Holy shit, it's not that. Um, the setup. It's not is completely like not that. that. Like uh-huh. that. Like they can they they can say the straight face to kind of rope you in. But I thought it was kind of a disservice to the the movie. I agree. Yeah, it set me up with expectations that could not have been met because it's not that kind of movie. Um, but that said, I think this is a extremely well constructed film. I think this is like, yes. if I were to say something about it, this is like a film that has been thoroughly groomed, right? Like, and not in the gross way, but like, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, <laughs> it's been, hey, I got a puppy in this van kid. Why don't you come <laughs> over and, uh, you like puppies, right? <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? It's It's been gone over with a fine-tooth comb, and every single it detail is, has been put exactly into place. And It is composed. Yes. And, and that's kind of the point, too, because of the, the, to- the topic, right? It's this fine art food world kind of thing um, where they take food very seriously. And I felt like the the script itself took itself as seriously as you would a dish that you're composing if you're one of those yeah. high level cooks or yeah. chefs. Um, I, I am kind of surprised that the a 24 ness of this didn't bother you because this is like very paint by numbers, a 24, very um, like lavish in its use of lighting and texture and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and how it treats its characters and the seriousness of the material and the sobriety of the dialogue, even though there's like kind of some crazy Nick Cage stuff happening in the margins. I, yeah. I just feel like this movie would, nobody would care if it didn't star Nick Cage. Yep. Um, and also right. because Nick Cage stars it, like the fact that it's like, Oh my God, this guy, if he, if he gives two shits on any random day can put in a performance. Yeah. He's like great. people forgot, like, it's kind of like uh, someone coming back to life briefly. Uh-huh. Um, it's a magic trick. I, I, but on the other hand, like that's not a valid thing to say that like it's be like uh, if you said you know if Anthony Hopkins wasn't in Silence of the Lambs, probably nobody would give a shit about that movie. Right. Well, because he is in okay, Silence of the Lambs, he was and he was amazing. So, yeah. 
what what are we even talking about here? Um, I wish I I wish I got a chance to see this again, mm-hmm. um, because I wonder if my first knee jerk reaction was so just like oh I felt kind of jerked around by the campaign. Yeah, I felt like I read so much positive buzz about how this is Nick Cage and he's back and he's at he's like oh it's such a good grim and that like when it wasn't perfect it kind of you know and wasn't anything like i was expecting it kind of like turned me off but i i don't yeah. i don't know um i don't I'm know a bad judge I of this movie ended up really liking it um i mean i feel like it goes i would want to put it to the top if we're putting um let's put it to the top green knight I think to the it's, top it's, yeah i think it's uh, yeah it's it's much better than the next five movies so to the top um Oh, hell you know, we yeah. fucked up. We're, we're supposed to just put these up and down and then do detailed breakdowns when we okay. go through and actually do the. But but I, I mean, we can we're just do it the category the way we're doing. Um, OK, uh, how about I, I think we got the reason we did that is we guys got started with a bunch of movies. Neither one of us had both seen. So. Right. Right. Candyman. Candyman was excellent. Candyman was amazing. It's to the top. Yeah. Uh we can talk about it more there. We can come back for it. But <laughs> Candyman was somehow exactly what I thought it was going to be. And also more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And kind of cemented this amazing run that uh, Yahya Abdul Martin II is on. Yeah. Um, as a guy who, like, I want to watch a lot more of. And I'm going to see a lot more of because he's a star on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have, what's his name? Carlos Domingo. Uh, oh fuck yeah! Was that his name? The dude from uh, Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, no, that's not his name. It's something though. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Domingo is right, but I Domingo's right. Um, I can find. It. I just Coleman Coleman Domingo Coleman Domingo. That guy is another one who is one to keep your eye on because he's got real. He's he's got something. He's got a recipe that a lot of people aren't following. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's very charismatic, uh, and it can go anywhere from like, um, you know, like 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 a he's kind of like an Idris Elba type, where he can play like absolute hero or the black the the blackest the blackest of villainy, uh, or he can go like just like full on, you know. The, he, and he's got like a crazy gear that I don't mm-hmm. think Idris has. Yeah, I agree. An unhinged gear that you can see certainly in Candyman. Uh, certainly in Zola, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about Candyman. Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise is going to float on this river for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, it's The Rock's Disney movie. I feel like Paul Giamatti kind of makes that movie for me. He's uh, pretty good. He's pretty good. But you know, makes the movie doesn't mean it's the best movie of the year. So I'm cool with that just floating. Yeah, um, I love uh, Emily, uh, Emily Blunt is in this too, isn't she? Uh, yes, I, she is. I love Emily, Emily Blunt. She had a good year with this and uh, A Quiet Place too. She's very charming with The Rock. The Rock was obviously very charming. I liked her relationship with the she has with her brother in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like how she's kind of badass, but not in a direct, in a feminine Indiana Jones kind of way. Like she's kind of like, 
Yep. Doesn't really have a plan and kind of careening from place to place, but it's less with physicality and more with like guile and mm-hmm. uh, agility instead of just like, you know, beefy punches and bull whips and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun adventure movie. Uh, if you got a family, check it out. But it's floating on down the river for us. The Suicide Squad. Not to be confused with Suicide Squad. Yeah, the generic. <laughs> That's right. the Suicide Squad your mom has at home. This is the Suicide Squad. I've taken this one to the top. Yeah. As far as fun movies go this year, that might be the most fun. And it served as a launch pad for fucking Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker's not eligible, right? It came out in January. It did, yeah. It, it's going to be in next year's Baldies. God, we got to keep we got to keep that fucking in mind. Yeah, Jan- original release January thirteenth, and it's done. It's already out. It's already mm-hmm. done. Um, okay, Zola. This now, is a this? wild movie that I recommend people watch. It is based on a Twitter thread. <laughs> okay. Of this woman's experience meeting another woman at a strip club saying my man's got this route that we take in Florida where we hit a bunch of clubs and then like one weekend we can make thousands and thousands of dollars and the ensuing road trip of madness when she finds out uh, her man is 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 not just a man but a pimp and the pimp is uh, that the shit we just said his name Carlos Domingo Mm -hmm. uh, Coleman Domingo yep and he is like flashes between Jekyll and Hyde in this fucking movie. He's super charming, super trustworthy, super violent, super insane. Uh, and like this movie is extremely funny, but like every fucking second of like the f- se- last half of this movie is drips with menace because e- almost anything could happen. Like there's almost any level of violence uh, and assault that could break out at any minute. But yet it's also cons- consistently super fucking funny because it's just it's like the situation this girl finds herself in. Um, it it is it's it's a lot of fun. I uh, it's it's like breezy. Like I don't even think it's even 90 minutes long. And it's also really fun to dive into the backstory because almost every person in this movie, not only you have the original Twitter thread. But everyone had their own kind of social media thread where they had like this Rashomon kind of their own take on this this trip that happened. And who said he said she said it's really funny. Hmm. Um, I think it's going to float, though. I can't quite take it to the top. It's not that kind of movie, but it's worth your time if you like trashy kind of gossipy, uh, funny and and also just. Yeah, it's maybe some tough to watch stuff nothing but but it's like everything's gonna be okay it's like when i told my kid you know like like in those movies like you know you see star wars and you think the rebels are gonna get killed and everything's gonna die but like it's trust me everything's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. everything will be okay in this movie broadly speaking but by god it feels like the death star is gonna blow up yavin a couple times um that brings us over to mini saints of newark Mm, it's a floater if i've ever seen one it says the this Sopranos would, prequel. This would be a fine gangster film, except for it's got the pedigree of being a Sopranos prequel and people expected it to be so much more. And all it really delivers is James Gandolfini's son doing a really, really yeah. fucking good young Tony Soprano. Yeah, he's um, really good. 
and I have like Corey Stoll's a really good Uncle June. Um, I, I thought everyone did great work. It's just this movie wasn't quite worth being made, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but I'll be eternally grateful for it because I don't think I'd ever would have watched The Sopranos. Certainly not in the marathon kind of compulsive style I did had this movie not come out. And I got so much. I got. Like I now know why this movie or that that the Sopranos is held in such esteem. There's really nothing quite like it. Like yeah. perfectly blended humor, uh, action, violence, sex, character development, social commentary. Like it is awesome. In an era when that stuff wasn't done on basically every television show, <laughs> it is a little bit bloated and operatic, and it it it, it meanders a bit. But like I, the beginning and and end of this stu- of the Sopranos run was so f- so fucking good. Um, yeah. boy, yeah, I I like that. But uh, Mini Saints in Newark, very very average. Yeah, agreed. How about James Bond? No time to die. To the top? I liked it. Um, so this is the one with Rami Malek as the villain who's trying to do some uh, virus stuff. I don't know. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> I don't remember a ton of it. I remember a couple of scenes. I remember the ending, obviously. Um, yeah. it, it, but it's definitely like you need to kind of have seen previous uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies to really get the most out of it. Because otherwise, because it leans pretty heavily, it just picks up sort of exactly where we left off in another movie. It's a direct sequel to Spectre, which is a shame because Spectre right. was kind of a Garbo James Bond film. But you know, I like Christoph I just, Waltz a lot. I, yeah. And he's got a cool scene in this. I did like him in, mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, I think that this is the first bond series that was kind of holds together as like, it's got a very good beginning middle and end. And even if you don't like specter and quantum of solace, the fact that they kind of set up and support things that are really important to happen in skyfall and uh, no time to die, which are excellent. I I, I do want to like, that's something to me and Cecily want to do now that uh, um, after the groundhog day, James Bond stuff, uh, we gave out all of our James Bond collections, but like, fuck yeah, I wanted one of those. I bought one for ourselves. Yeah. And I want to sit down and watch all of the Daniel Craig's like bam, 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 because I bet I'll like it even more. But even with like Mm -hmm. hazy kind of like memories of the connections and the villains and why everybody cares and who the relationships were, this you know, is right up there with like on her majesty's secret service as something that really adds and depth and shading to James Bond, the character. Yeah. Um, and it's a great, great final chapter to the Greg, to the Craig era. Uh huh. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it does go up to the top. All right. Uh, no time to die. Sir, sir. It's a great fight scenes too. At the top. There's a staircase oh, fight scene, uh, or stairwell fight scene. I don't know. That's pretty incredible. Who's the lady from Knives Out? Um, the star of the the, the Jamie house Lee Curtis. What? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know her name. Um, she's incredible. I really think she's going to be a big star. Her name's something. Arm. Um, it's being shouted. Anna De Armas. I'm being yes. screamed at. Okay. Anna De Armas. Uh, I liked like these kind of junior James Bond uh, operatives that they kind of. Uh, 
um, introduced the uh, the new 007s replacing uh, 007. The, the, you know, this was shot by Corey Fukuyama. Fuku, God damn it. Fukuyama? Fukunaga? Fukunaga. Yeah. And, you know, this is the guy who you got on my map for doing, you know, all the, the directing and cinematography for season one of True Detective. And, oh, my God, does this guy know how to sh- point the piece of glass and catch some fucking light? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it yeah. looks amazing. All, all of the bonds of the, the, the modern era look amazing. But this even more so. Um, what do you think about Dune 2021? Because to me, this is to the top of the bullet. Yeah, I could put it to the top. Um, uh, I don't know. It's weird because it's half of a story that I haven't read. That's the knock um, on it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think like the ending of that shouldn't have been the ending of that. I, I, there was that movie did not break at the right place. I feel that's correct. I do not know like what they'll do with part two. And uh, keep in mind, in my opinion, this is the. This is the not good half of Dune. Like to the extent oh, that Dune really? has a good half and a bad half. Like they, yeah, like Dune is a lot of like the first third of it, just setting up the story that they really want to tell, uh-huh. and they're like in the middle of that, and then the movie just abruptly ends. I, I think you're right. Like they should have probably stopped with the destruction of a certain house, and then just yeah. fade to black, and then pick up. And this would be a great All place to come in on the new one, right? Like it, it sets up a lot of stuff, but yeah. But I think they can, they can yada yada a lot of like development that you'll just kind of get so they can get to the good parts of, uh, the, the, uh, of the next Dune. Um, hmm. But okay. I just, I mean, God, we are in such a feast right now for science fiction fans because this, yeah. the scale and world building between this and Foundation, my God, like... Yep. This is stuff I wish I could see, you know, when I was a kid, um, you know, once you outgrow Star Wars and you want something a little bit more gritty and and, and textured than Star Trek, uh, you know, in the books, you, you had tons of stuff. You had Dune sure. and you had Foundation and Ringworld. And but like seeing these things come to the, the screen with the seriousness that they deserve, I just. Yeah, everything. The design of everything was fucking amazing. Uh, the cast is incredible. And it was coherent, which doesn't sound like the original Dune movie was. No, no. no. Okay. They're, I, they're just so... Well, I mean, that's what that happens when you get someone that's not David Lynch to do something and also give them like three times the screen time and probably a, a hundred times the budget to, to do something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's great. I'm very excited for the the, the promise of getting the the second volume, and uh, we'll see what they do with that. Because like, man, there's tons more Dune where that comes from. Sure. Uh, if you just want to do the main line that Frank Herbert wrote himself, there's like what six more books, five more books. Yeah. Um. The last duel. I was not I super pe- impressed by this. Really? Yeah. Because I some keep good on thinking about it. Stuff. I keep thinking. I keep finding myself thinking about this movie more than most that I saw this year, and because a lot of times it comes up as the butt of a lot of people's jokes, like you know, oh, Ben Affleck with stupid hair. And, I mean, yeah, there's that. I mean, everyone has bad hair in this movie, sure. except for maybe Adam Driver. Um, yeah, 
but I I don't know. I thought that I think this movie is now um, underrated. I think it's it's warped back around, and it's uh, I think people that are now seeing it as like you know almost like a Razzie level of entertainment are watching it on HBO and thinking, "Holy shit, this is a ma- movie that looks amazing and and has got a very interesting." God, I'm going to use Rashomon again twice in a podcast. Rashomon style st- structure of like, you know, what's being told correctly. And I, it tells some, tells you something about society now and society then and kind of yourself, how you're scoring this stuff as it goes down and the early concepts of medieval justice and the duel itself was incredible. I, yeah, I, I like this more and more. I don't know if I want to send it to the top, but I feel you might be right. I probably need to see it again. Yeah. I feel like it's more top worthy than anything else that I can see on the screen, except for God, Shang Chi's already dropped down to nine. That won't be where it says. I'm, I'm sending it to yeah, the top. Yeah, some of the stuff is going to the top just because that's our thing right just now. Because but... that's our thing. Yeah, uh, Eternals <laughs> to, the, to bottom. the bottom. That movie. Sucked. This movie. This movie was trash. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I don't like to do like I. You have to you have to look real hard to find something fun. Or exciting about oh, yeah. this this movie. I mean, I it, with the number of superhero movies, the sheer quantity of superhero stuff, you can't make an even mediocre superhero movie. It has to be excellent, and if it's not, I'm not interested because I can get my fix on any street corner, man. And yeah, if your man, shit stepped on, I don't need flooded. it. Sorry, that product. Yeah, this was it, it, the CG looked bad. The fights were uninspiring and the worst kind of like nebulous defined superpower kind of like, you know, uh, and they try that this movie wants to be kind of like operatic and gothic in the way that like DC superheroes are. But they have to f- the fucking Marvel formula means that they got to bust each other's chops and have some jokey jokes. And there's only one character you know, that's even kind of funny and and I did enjoy him. It's uh, the the sidekick of, is it Kumail? Yeah, it's Kumail's oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, videographer or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. His video producer or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I found him funny, but that was like the only bright spot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and it was a shock because I, I, I went in that movie thinking, well, you know, it's a well-regarded up-and-coming director. Uh, you know, this is a team of superheroes I don't know much about, but that didn't stop Guardians of the Galaxy from... I was just honestly shocked at how amateur this thing felt coming out of the gate. So, yeah. Uh, to the bottom of that shit. Uh, harder they fall, this is an instant to the top for me. Hell yeah. That's a great... It's a Black Cowboy movie. It's a black cowboy movie. I am in favor of cowboy movies, uh, like getting this kind of unique perspective. Um, it's a very traditional, very traditional Western. And it's hell yeah. Yeah. And like it also uses the thing is, is like I coming out of the gate. You're going to have some people being like a black cowboy movie. Why don't you take this woke shut shit and shove it up your ass? Like the fact that these were all historically important characters that I'd even heard of before, largely black. because of like the Watchmen. Yeah. Bath, you know, like Bass, uh, Bass Reeves. Yeah. Bass Reeves, the first uh, black ranger. Um, like all of these were like, I think, except for maybe um, Jonathan Majors. Hmm, okay. I think all of these were actually historical, like Doc Holiday level characters, only black, because um, it turns out black people uh, were a big part of the West settling it. And uh, uh, as, as, as is important, as, along with uh, their uh, 
um, Latino counterparts and, and forging like what we think of as, as the, the, the modern cowboy. And, uh, you know, like I said, none of this is necessarily, there is some certain commentary, like when mm-hmm. you go to see, isn't there like a, is, is a town called white town? Uh huh. And it's all painted white. <laughs> Whereas like, like the, the, the town that they live in, the town that the black people are in are sure, sure. it's just like colorful and vibrant. Of and, course, of course. So there is yeah. definitely, but like, this is not about that. This is mostly about, you know, like wild west shit. It's a um, revenge story. And, uh, first and foremost, which, I was the, the blackest of revenge stories, but that, <laughs> I don't mean, I mean that way. Literally. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah. some Heart of Darkness stuff, but then they they have like a really great twist at the end. Yes, they got some like legendary fucking gunfights. Uh, the train robbery, amazing, like, all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, you got like, and it's too it's too bad the movies aren't eligible for our actors because we're a TV first thing. Because man, you got the cast here. Uh, like I said, yeah. Jonathan Majors, Regina King. Uh, Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield, Stanfield. Uh, Idris Elba playing. Speaking of like a real motherfucker. We yeah. talked about him having that villain that he's like got that gear active here. It's great. It's great. It goes to the top. Uh, we'll see how it dukes, how it dukes itself out of there. Um, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Going to take great. this to the top. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Like you can't make a mediocre superhero film because Spider-Man is doing it right. And it's wild because like how much longer can Marvel keep go big or go home? Like it seems like the guy I saw the trailer for Doctor Strange's thing and yep. that looks like a fucking lunatic film. Uh, <laughs> you know, like this audacious idea of like, yes, we will not only will we reclaim Spider-Man from Sony, mm-hmm. but we will take Sony shit and make a better version of it and like serve nostalgia to three different generations of, of uh, active yeah. Spider-Man fans. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, we'll talk probably more about later. 8-Bit Christmas? I really like this Take movie. this fucker to the top? Sure. Okay. Yeah, this is the, the Neil Patrick Harris uh, NES Christmas story is essentially what this is. It's uh, his, yeah. his... He's telling the tale to his daughter of him as a young man in the 1980s, as a kid in the 1980s trying to get an NES. And that's yeah. the, the BB... The the gun the BB rider. This is a this is a Gen X Christmas story. Chris, a Christmas yeah. story is a boomer Christmas story. This is a Gen X Christmas story. And there's like yep. like I said, there's one sour note involving the the film's primary antagonist, the the bully. Yeah, but everything I don't else like is much of that. Just so oh, yeah. good. I I, I yeah. love. I absolutely love the end of this movie. There's yeah, just so much heart packed into that. Maybe a little too much heart. Do you think I so? I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting uh, a, as 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 much emotion. Like the end of yeah. like like uh like like that's not the Christmas story doesn't lead, lend it doesn't have you reaching for the Kleenex box in the last five minutes and, for sure. But I don't know that that's a that's an invalid thing. It's just like I'm. You know, I watched this uh, uh, and, and with a bunch of Christmas festivities with my my family, with my sister and her kids, her adorable children there and uh, my nephew and my and we're all in this room and we're all just having so much t- time. And then like me and my sister, are, like a blubbering. I, yeah, I don't I, <laughs> I, I wish there was some flashing red like, you know, hey, so I could have composed myself. But, yeah. but I don't know. Like I said, that's not exactly a flaw of the movie that. that no, I think uh, it's great. I, yeah. So yeah, it's it's great. Um, how about Re- Matrix Resurrections? Like, it's 
it has some problems, but not as many as I it not not enough to disqualify it, I feel like. Um, yeah, it's better like than it kind of had any right to be for the how unnecessary it was. Yeah, like you took a filmmaker, you took a filmmaker, and they said, and you said, "We're going to make another Matrix movie, whether you like it or not." Mm-hmm. And boy, if you don't make it, it's going to be the cashiest cash grab that's ever grabbed cash. <laughs> right? It's going to have zero heart. It's going to probably actively work against the messaging that you've carefully woven in, in this this thing. And Lana Wachowski's like, fuck, okay, I guess I'll do it under duress. And found a way to like mock the project as the same time she's like taking it in a radically different direction. And it became about like what it's like for a creator to lose control over their creation. And um, I thought some of that got in the way in the early going for me. Uh, a little bit. I thought it was too much there, uh, and, but yeah, sure. And the fact that I don't think her heart is really in hardcore action anymore because some of the action, what should have been big climactic action sequences of Neo and Trinity catching, kicking ass at, at together just became lazy uh, green screen shot to Keanu Reeves kind of doing this on the back of a motorcycle and force pushing. That's all he did. Just force pushed everything away. Yeah. But I even don't know then, that I hold a- that against him too much because like the Matrix the original matrix hit at the perfect time. Sure. It could not yeah. have happened before then. And if it had happened five years later, nobody would have cared. I think because visually it just changed everything. And, and you can yeah. see it. If you look at two th- early two thousands fashion, a, it, it, it dominated the fashion industry. It was, it was everywhere. Uh, you just can't, I don't know how you would do that today. I really don't know how you would, up your ante and change the game again because everything is just so polished now you can literally put anything you want on screen um there's it's hard to impress me with pure visuals anymore yeah and i think this movie did have some impressive visuals like the way Uh they um uh i like the body rain it was pretty sweet but like yeah yeah the 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 um the reverse matrix thing where you've got like you can take programs out of the matrix and give them this digitized yeah yeah. um Mm -hmm. i thought some of that stuff was really cool a little bit underdeveloped and underwritten some of the world building of like you know how the machine you know this this ragtag group of 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 men women and machines are kind of like coming together i'd like to see more of that but what we got i thought was pretty good considering the you know the backstory of how we got it so sure uh, do we float this or take it to the top like like it's not going to hit the top i can think of a lot of things i like more but yeah but we can, can take, I take it to, it to the, the top. top 10 <laughs> take it to the let's just take it to the top fuck yeah it. yeah and we'll sort those here in a bit uh all right don't look up i haven't seen this oh, Jim. oh don't look I've heard up. it's terrible uh so i had heard that too i had heard a lot about um this movie just like it, on the edge right like i'm not scrolling through twitter looking for don't look up hashtag don't look up sucks uh whatever mm-hmm it, but through osmosis, I just kind of picked up like everybody is really just shitting on this movie and for different reasons, right? It's not like everybody has an opinion on, oh, it sucks because of this, like it's poorly made or this other thing. It's like everybody seemed to hate it for very nebulous reasons. I couldn't understand exactly why. And so I watched it 
and I came away with the exact same feeling. I'm like, I don't like this at all, but I can't really tell you exactly why I don't like it. I don't like Jonah Hill's character. I think he's a piece of shit and I would kick him in the dick if I ever saw him. Um, I, I think it is so uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio is a good actor, but the shit that they have him do in this makes him very much unlikable. Um, not not because he's not a good guy. Like I think he's a very good guy in the film. For, well, not very good. He's he's good, ish. Um, certainly, certain aspects of him are good. But like the way it's performed and the way they like linger on moments just makes me go. You're trying too hard. You're trying too hard to make this an event. And I know it's supposed to be satire, but I just I wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't to the point where halfway through this movie, I turned it off because I just was not feeling it. We got to the point where Jennifer Lawrence goes to visit her parents. They open the door. They say something to her. And I was like, fuck this. I don't need this. I turn it off. It's tough to satirize something like global warming at this phase. Like, and I think a lot of what I read is people being like, this felt like a movie that these filmmakers made and they're like already clapping themselves on the back for having yep. solved, you know, the pub- public perception of global warming when they're not even really not even intelligently grappling with. And I'm, I'm not saying anything new Leonardo- about it. Like, and I'm disappointed, especially in Leonardo DiCaprio, because he is pretty good for being a climate advocate. And like the fact that he signed on yeah. and thought this again, I haven't seen it. So I'm making the mistake of perhaps criticizing something I haven't seen and understand. No, but, but you're absolutely the fact right. that you get this much kind of like this ain't it, chief, from such a huge swath of the internet that like, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, bummer. it's it's a movie about the end of the world where everybody is more concerned with how their image holds up publicly and just being a dick, a petty dick to people. Uh, yeah, and I. I'm like, yeah, okay, there are people in the world like this. I don't need to watch this. It sucks. I already know it. Like, what am I going to do? What is this going to change? Yeah. I've gotten that way about a lot of stuff. Like, people give me shit about, like, not being into the latest Sicario or even, like, a Breaking Bad would come back. And I'm like, but I'm just, I'm kind of... I'm kind of done with films that traffic on the entertainment value of trafficking drugs because it's beyond disgusting to me. That, you know, we throw people in jail, that we ruin neighborhoods, that we, you know, uh, just get involved in people's like, you know, adult medical life and and, and, and the the insane crime and violence that ensue because of it all. I just and like, yeah, I'm the same way with like some of the like political stuff is like, I I just this this satire, some of the stuff going on right now, just. I mean, I guess if you can laugh at it, but I'm, I have a hard time. So yeah, I might just be done with those types of satires because yeah, yeah, it it was too much. A lot of people seems like yeah. Uh, And then finally, I'd say take that to the bottom, except for pretty much already is. And then uh, Encanto, Encanto, another uh, Lin Manuel Miranda uh, delightful flick that says a lot about the human spirit. Uh, I actually learned a thing or two about myself watching this film. Uh, I'm going to send it to the top. All right. Uh, I haven't we seen can it. immediately we can immediately then start net knock it down because it's a it's a Disney cartoon. It's a it's a great family film. Um it's all about uh intergenerational trauma um in the context 
yeah, it's just about that. And it's got a really, cle- you know, because like a lot of times you, you've got that and, uh, you know, you got you, you got the family set up. Uh, this setup is like the grandmother survived like a rebel gorilla purge of her people. <laughs> Sounds pretty dark that, for a Disney movie. Yeah, like like you know, sometimes like you know you get uh you get you get a a, a character that's like uh, you know uh, lost your mother to cancer and I, I can't lose you guys the same way and like, that's understandable. Like, but like when a grandma's like. Something. Yeah, like I lost the almost lost entire family due to 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 paramilitary goons. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to lose you and I'm a hyper reactionary and vigilant and hyper vigilant asshole. It's like, okay, you're right, grandma. Like I I can't understand that position. I've I've never watched my husband be gunned down and and why, why my with my twin babies in my hands. Like, fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to forgive a lot of of some of this stuff. So, it's great. Um so we've got uh, which is better, Encanto or Matrix Res- Resurrections? I don't know. I haven't seen Encanto. I'll say Encanto then. Uh, oh. What's better, Eight Bit Christmas or Matrix Resurrections? Eight uh, Bit Christmas. I agree. What's better, <laughs> Matrix Resurrections or Spider Man No Way Home? Spider Man, come on, to the top. Spider Man's better. To the top yeah. of Spider Man. All right, this is this is rapid fire. We've gotten all our shit out. Now we're just now we're just uh, we're just mm-hmm. moving shit on the board. How do they fall? Controversial to, to the top. The top. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, we are. The last duel mm. floating for me here. Okay. Well, float it. Yeah. Dune 2021. I don't want to take it to the top again. All right. Put it there. We'll see how it sits because I think it's better than a few of those. Okay. Here's, here's where it gets really tough, man. No time to die. Better than Last mm. Duel, better than Rate Matrix Resurrections, better than 8-Bit Christmas, better than Encanto. Nope. I could entertain nope. an argument, but I think you're right. No not better than dies, Spider-Man. Not better than Spider-Man. Just barely. Um, it, was, it was good, but... These are all going to be brutal now, because we actually have... Squad. A, 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 I think we're going to have solid top 20 movies. The Suicide Squad. Shit better than spider-man it's better i think it's better than spider-man oh you think it's better than spider-man where's the heart where's the heart i forget what is the heart oh, of that man, movie the rat catcher's daughter rat catcher's and, daughter yeah and like Idris Elba's like like you know kind of like healing his relationship with his daughter through getting to know rat catcher and her whole deal and uh yeah, polka dot polka dot man and the pathos with his mother and i i don't know oh, like right, i right i i it's more of like it's kind of the same way it's like you're surprised like you're surprised that the movie found a heart at all mm-hmm. with the fact that it's like one of its big set piece laughs is peacemaker and uh idris elba's character i can't remember Vind- vindicator or whatever um massacring human beings that they think are the bad guys. And it turns out they're the protagonists uh-huh. and it's kind of like, you know, like how does this movie have any heart at all? This movie ends up with a fucking insane, demented Kaiju fight. between uh, <laughs> Starfish, but bet- between right. the, a giant starfish and Harley Quinn uh-huh. with a spear of destiny. Oh, and it's so Speaking gross. Speaking of the, the Harley Quinn fight, the epic fight. That's like, you know, like we talked about that on last lunch about it. it's like half Adam West Batman with a pow, kabam, and mm-hmm. this this these crazy psychedelic visuals of her killing and arterial sprays and turning into Man. flowers and butterflies. And- Spider Man is such a crowd pleaser, though. 
such a crowd I, pleaser from like I, every crowd, is, is right? Like, like, yeah, but it's it's it sucks that this Spider-Man has got the full force of like ten Spider-Man movies behind it, and it's even redeeming two Spider-Man movies, that, three right? Spider-Man movies. If we're being honest, that kind of suck. Yeah, and Suicide Squad is starting in a ditch mm-hmm. that Suicide Squad dug for it. I kind of think Suicide Squad's the better pure standalone film for sure, but. Spider-Man No Way Home does have that fucking crazy momentum. Yeah, and I just remember it. I don't know. The, the, I'm a sucker for, like, really well-developed themes, and Spider-Man has one, right? Like, the the coming together of the three Spider-Men um, to, to, you know, take down the bad guy together. Like I, I get it. It's it's that's Marvel's thing, right? They bring everybody stronger together. Yeah, I get that. But like, I guess I'm a sucker for it. Um, I don't know. I see your case for Suicide Squad. You might be right. I might have an just an affinity for Spider Man because Spider Man is legit. Like one yeah, of the only favorite. superheroes I give a shit about and have for the entire run of their films. So like, well, except for like Andrew Garfield stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even see those. Um, I don't know. I might. We, I might can, try to press you on this later. But yeah, but we can right now. Revisit. Suicide Squad sitting pretty beneath Spider Man. Uh, the last duel is it better than Matrix Resurrections? Resurrection. Oh, I. I don't. Man, I need to see this again because I'm not a good judge of this. Apparently, I, I remember not better. liking Last Duel. I liked aspects of it, but not all of it. I think it's better than every, I think it's right under Encanto for me. Okay. But if you're not feeling it, um, um, I definitely like ape at Christmas more than last duel, but if you like it more, yeah, put it seven. What do you think about Candyman? How high is this fucker going to rise? Ooh, I liked Candyman. I like Candyman a lot. It's it's right in the no time to die suicide squad mm-hmm. for me. And That's I what don't I was thinking know, right is between this those. Feel right or yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So we got right now we got one Dune, two Harder They Fall, three Spider Man, four the Suicide Squad, five Candyman, six No Time to Die. We'll see. Because now we got Pig. <laughs> I'm not a Pig lover, but I think Pig is already better than everything up till Encanto maybe even better than Encanto because it's not an animated Disney film I'm surprised you're gonna put this so high I thought you didn't like this um I I was just I was disappointed compared to its rep gotcha I I see it's a quality film and I think this guy's gonna go places but it's kind of like one of these like I don't know I felt like every once in a while the movie critic community just decides to jerk themselves off over something and pig was the de- the the designated jerk off movie it felt like the certainly me, could be but i'm a hater so yeah i feel like the pig the pig and last duel kind of traveled together here but okay do you want to put it over last duel you probably do right uh i probably would yeah i mean i certainly okay. would but it's not my All list. Right. It's our list. How about the Green Knight? Uh, pff, that 
travels in a pack with last duel also to me i don't know i really man i like pig but i like all these movies above it perhaps even more yeah that's the thing like this is a brutal brutal category this year Uh, to me i think it's if we're going to say that these travel in a pack of essentially prestige a24 Mm -hmm. immaculately shot and lit movies then i think it's the best of the three but you know um in the heights uh, i think it's fine where it's at it's underneath the matrix um God it's certainly damn. not better than Encanto. Um boy, what a great uh, okay, a quiet place part 2. I don't want to do this. I quit. <laughs> this is too I know, hard. It's, I know, dude. <laughs> I, I we're we're getting there though. We're getting there. We're getting Shit. there. F9 is still on this list. God damn it. All right. Quiet place part 2. It's is it better than Candyman? I don't think it is. I think I'm with you on that. I think it's better than a eight bit Christmas, but that's about it. A quiet place. Part two has nothing that really stood out to me that I remember being bad. Whereas eight bit Christmas does like that bullied stuff was not great. Um, no time to die has a thing or two. Candyman doesn't really. I, I remember I, I don't Candyman remember any flawless. negatives about Candyman. Yeah, it was scary. It had a pretty good, good, you know, like so. It's got to uh, go at least that structure, high. all the way to Candyman. I feel like it's got to go all the way to Candyman at least. So it's better than James. The No Time to Die. That's where I have a hard time because it's just yeah. not. <sighs> I don't know about that. I'm trying to think, was there anything in that movie that I? stood out to me that was like eh that wasn't great or I don't know how to how fine a hair to split here because I also like do we No Time to Die is like the Spider-Man thing where it's got the full weight of four James Bond films thrusting and like uh, behind it pushing it where and all of our cultural baggage and affinity for James Bond where you know No Time to or um, Quiet Place 2 is just John Krasinski saying, okay, I can do another one. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. But it's All a right, really, well, really well conceived thing of a, what it's doing. I, I think some of these are just going to get pushed down and the real fight's going to be what makes it to the top 10 and what doesn't. Cause yeah. I, I think that stuff around like no time to die. Quiet place is probably pretty safe based on what's left on this list. Yeah. Cause I don't think mortal Kombat hits the heights of a suicide no. squad or something. <laughs> In fact, let's do this. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, it cannot be higher than the Suicide, suicide Squad. Squad. Sure. Where would you put it? Oh, you didn't see it. Fuck. Uh-huh. Kind of below a No Time to Die, like right right in that where, man, that might be damn it a faint phrase. This is tough. Guys, this, this top <laughs> ten is going to be brutal. Is Mortal Kombat better than any? Is it better than Matrix Resurrections? Uh, I kind of think it's fine where it's at. I think I can stay there. Yeah, I think if the main character was more charismatic and fun, uh, I agree, it'd be better. But yeah, yeah, if you had a Jet Li in his prime or something, mm-hmm. um, 
what do you think about Godzilla versus Kong? I think it's right there, and this is on you know it's nested yeah. under Mortal Kombat's wing. The Conjuring Three is fine. Fast Nine, okay, Fast this Nine needs to, go to come up. up a bit. Yeah, but where? <laughs> You know, I'll put it above the 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 uh, A twenty four block. So write it. That puts it at eleven so far. Does it, doesn't it go make up the top ten? I don't think so. I ah, would make your argument. I fucking Encanto. Encanto is a movie I haven't seen that I, I hear is, is it good. Better? Let me but, ask you this: Is it better than Eight yeah. Bit Christmas? Is F nine better than Eight Bit Christmas? Because to me, I don't think so. But also. I got Christmas goggles on. Yeah. I I really liked 8-Bit Christmas for what it did. Nah, I, I want 8-Bit Christmas. Y- you know, I, I will say this about 8-Bit Christmas. I had a hard time settling into it. It was... Really? The, it got me Something right about away. the tone of it in the very beginning was like mm. a little too, hey, this is just a nostalgia grab here. Like, all, all this is is we know that you fucking you late millennials early gen xers fucking love this stuff and you are going to eat, eat this, this up yeah there was something even about the it name, and it took me a while the name to, felt cynic- even the name right felt cynical eight bit christmas yeah. yeah yeah and it kind of it it really had to work to get me but it ultimately got me and it got me good mm-hmm. so yeah it might be fine there might be fine there does it is it going to stay on the top 10 it might it might squeak in the, the top ten because uh like I think we're kinda done here. Like uh we got Conjuring Three oh, below yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. That's fair. And then we get Black into the Whip. floaters and Okay. Yeah. Malignant and Jungle Cruise and Zola. Uh I gotta rescue some of these guys. Uh sure. I doubt the cracking top ten, but probably moving uh, yeah, up. Yeah, nah, but I got their their um hmm. Gosh. In the Heights is better than Matrix. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This I'm starting to get into the hook. And Zola, Zola, are, all this shit is better. God are any of them going to make the top ten? Is the question because like, no, they're not. I just want to make sure there there's a clear distinction between this and then we got what what I think is mediocre, the Mini Saints of Newark, and that's below. But okay, so like. Godzilla, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat's above the mediocre line, right? Get into the top twenty. What needs to be in the top? Yeah, 20? I, I mean, I don't care about the top twenty. Be- I only care about ten. Below top, but- to, yeah, okay, all right, well, that's fair. So then, I think let's go back up to top. Yeah, Dune right now is number one movie. That seems generous, given its does it half baked uh, story state. You might be correct because like. And there's no guarantee that uh, Dene is going to knock the other one out. Of the, but I can't imagine he's not. And yeah. then, like, when this becomes part one of a whole two-piece thing that's amazing. But you are right. If you are not aware of the story to come or you don't have faith in uh, Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve then, then, yeah, like, that's a big liability. So I, I can see that. Um, and also, crucially, I think they didn't cut that movie where they should have cut that movie uh, as far as endings go. I think it overstayed yep. its welcome. The The journey through the desert was too much at the end. 
Again, I haven't seen the second half. It might make a lot more sense the pacing when we get when we see how they choose to begin the first the the, the next one. But like, yeah, those are those are certainly valid criticisms. Yeah, just to say, like, I don't think that was my number one favorite movie. I, I think a lot of people probably would say it was their number one movie because they've been anticipating this for so long. But I'm not a Dune and fan. It felt good watching it. Yeah. Like, I've never been a Dune fan. I started reading the book and I thought it was cool, but I only got a few chapters in before the movie came out. Uh, and I notoriously hate David Lynch and all the stuff he makes pretty much. So David Dune Lynch, was David never Lynch on my list of that, that, movies. That, that, that never, never had anything to do with this movie. Did David Lynch never had anything to do with it? This one? David Lynch, yeah, he didn't hurt you with this movie. This, yeah, right, this is, right. Uh, he, yeah. Yeah, but I had never seen the original. So I had no expectations is the thing, right? Um, so it wouldn't I think be... it would be more of in its favor. I'm surprised you're not more like just kind of blown away by the storytelling and the world building because that's she's well, world building in this movie. There's a lot of it. It's like it's so economically done that it's hard to like feel a lot of it because because it's just it has to happen fast right and i get i get a couple of moments with like um oscar isaacs or isaac whatever uh and Mm -hmm. and his kid and like those are nice moments those are but those are moments that are that that archetype of the dad and the son and the mother and the warrior uh you know the 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 warrior poet yeah yeah priest or whatever and there's yeah the the big bad villain there's there's very big art and it uses those to kind of like quickly you know there's no no question about who you should root for and who you shouldn't um yeah i I came away with with some questions about like okay what what is the plot here like why did they do this why did they do that but they might be questions i'm supposed to have or or questions that are answered by like just a tiny half sentence of dialogue that I missed somewhere along the line because it was mixed be. in with four other half sentences that you needed. Have you watched this since you it's, it's come out? Because I've seen it three times now. No, I've seen it it's once. Back on, it's back on HBO Max for, for more 4K viewings. Um, nice. Might have to check it out again. Yeah, I, I think it would be my number one, but I, I recognize your criticisms. So let's play this. Right now, number two is Harder They Fall. Is that overdue? Harder they fall, man. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. A lot of sand in both these movies. <laughs> sure, we're judging purely on sand content. Yeah, <laughs> Dune is the sandiest movie of 2021. That's true. They got a whole planet of it. Oh, you know what? I think I left old off this list too. Oh, I saw old. Yeah, uh, old was not very good. <laughs> old no. was if, okay, had an interesting okay, let's, premise. Let's, yeah. Uh, old is right in the Godzilla conjuring zone. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, but that sounds good. A lot of sand. Gives Dune a run for its <laughs> sand money. Sure. I don't know, man. Harder They Fall is very, very good. Is Spider Man No Way Home better than Harder They Fall? I say no. But it's a conversation. Man, I really love Spider-Man. I Spider-Man might be my favorite movie of the year. But again, this is not my list. This is our list. Well, we've got to synthesize it. Right. Um, all right. All right. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do an experiment here. A1. You say this is J1. 
which means this has to be a one-two thing somehow. I think so, yeah. All right. Spider-Man, I just... We might have to to coin a doom it. I don't know. Maybe. I I love the way that Spider-Man ends uh, with Peter Parker having given up everything. Peter Parker being cast into hell, essentially. Like, he's... He's not just like giving up his life, right? Because a lot of people have done that as a heroic sacrifice. But this is like yeah. giving up your life and then having to live the life without the life you remember having. It's that you loved. It's a brutal, brutal ending. Um, and I, I just love it. Like that, that, like you have to make a sacrifice, and it takes a lot of people making sacrifices to make things better. For yeah, everyone, it's, it's it's Campbellian, like it's it's Frodo. He it, from Lord yes. of the Rings. He saved the world for everyone but himself. Mm-hmm. And like the level, I mean, that's kind of been a low key thing. And 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 at least my understanding of like Marvel is Spider Man is kind of the most marveliest Marvel hero there ever is going to be. Like at the bottom of the day, he's the the most human, the most selfless, the in some canons, I think he got the power cosmic. He was the most powerful. Like, hmm. it makes sense that like this kid just bears the weight of the world and does something so like he's a kid. He makes mistakes, but my god, he atones and makes up for them. Um, yeah, it's and good stuff. The way that they do the generational stuff here, I think, adds to that theme of like, you know, they put so much weight on this kid, but then they bring in the older Spider-Man, right? Um, who are not just there for fan service. They're there to say like, this is it, it, people of all ages. And, and yeah, I know like in the movie, it's not, Oh, they came from a different time. They came from a different universe or whatever, but in our real world, these are all the different generations of Spider-Man who've gone before working together to make the world a better place. I don't know. I, I really love this movie. It's probably my number one, like I said. But what do you think about Between Harder They Fall and Suicide Squad? That might be where Harder They Fall falls is three for me. Um, okay, I'm f- I'm good with that. Because Suicide Squad doesn't have that that heart to it, right? Like that that distinct... It has it, but it's in pa- it's much more in passing than yeah. the fact that it's the the entire movie structure and plot revolves around. A movie's more about yeah. action and comedy um, mm-hmm. than it is like the heart. Wears that of, on sleeve, yeah. Of, of the the film, so yeah, I'm I'm good with that. The Suicide Squad is at number four. Does Candyman best it? No. Do we really think Candyman's a better film than the last Daniel Craig James Bond? Because <sighs> Candyman's at five. No, I just that, don't five have is a big, the love for James Bond that so many people do. The top five is the real prestige slot for me. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. What do you think? Because you're the James Bond fan of the two of us for sure. I'm not the biggest world, but yes, of the two of us, I definitely am. Yeah. Is this monumental? Because it's a monumental James Bond, right? They've never done what they do at the end yes. of James Bond in a James Bond before. Yes. So, yes, it's a big fucking deal. Yes. Hmm. 
And it's another one of those, you know, heroic sacrifice type of mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, so, I, yeah, man, it's, it's tough. I, I guess I don't think so. I think Candyman is the, that does run out of top five. Okay. Because I'm looking down like Shang-Chi as much as I like it. Maybe I like it more than James Bond. But I certainly like a No Time to Die better than A Quiet Place. Okay. I think people are going to be pissed that like Encanto and 8-Bit Christmas is going above like the Green Knight and Pig and the last. There's going to be some people that are like really livid about that. I kind of think we well, have a top 10 start, top five. To those people, I would say start your own award show and you can rank them <laughs> however the fuck you'd like. Yeah. It's however just you goddamn other, like. It's, it's just as stupid <laughs> as any other award show, you know? Right? So, you At know, least we're just... Jesse Plemons crying about his dog or whatever the fuck that movie was about. Like, I, I mean, look, uh, the, I, this isn't this oh, isn't the Oscar list. Is he? No, that yeah, dog. This, that this dog movie came out this year. That this isn't a this isn't a Oscar list. Uh, no. I, I've I've I haven't seen like half of the movies that are on the Oscar. It's one of the weaknesses. If it was, don't look up. We'll get nominated. <laughs> it's not. Right. This is more like MTV's or People's Choice type yeah. awards. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see what everybody else thought about these again first round movies. Me too. Um, I think this is a good top five and a good top ten. I'm happy with it. Cool. All right. I'm are too. We gonna, we gonna leave it there or are we going to yeah i guess we gotta leave it there we're running out of time yeah i feel like um at some point we should do like giant bomb does and make individual top lists because that would be fun too where like you yeah, make your top list we, i make my top list we go away we come those. together and synthesize yeah yeah although oh, i gotta say i want to do a coin flip for the top though okay all right <laughs> this is how the oscars does it by the way well, they say, all right, we got do. two that are pretty good here. Let's just flip it. They just lie about it. Um, right. I don't I don't know where the coin of doom is because it's all packed away because I've, I haven't got my studio. What can we flip a CR 2032? <laughs> sure. I mean, this is this is deep lore, right? That's improperly this weighted. I'm back pretty to sure. Go, this is this is going back to gong radio days. Uh, <laughs> this is this is heads, of course. All right. The right is heads. The, the minus the minus is tails. The, mm-hmm. the negative side is tails. Uh, Spider-Man is is the heads because he's number one now. OK. Doing so his tails. Heads. I'm Spider-Man. Flip it, is a catch plus. it, put it on my hand, and then hold up to the camera. Okay. Oh, I flipped. Okay. Oh, dude. <laughs> Shiny side up, baby. Dude. Controverse. Oscar controversy. <laughs> Baldi's controversy. Dune. We can't There's show so many this. ways that we, could, we can't release so these deliberations. <laughs> There's so many ways, so many ways this could piss people off. Number one, the fact that like it's a coin flip. Number two, it's a coin flip that only I presided over the uh-huh. veracity of. And I said, oops, when I first saw it, because I realized I flipped it over to my palm, not the back of my. Yeah, it's OK. Both of those are excellent movies. Uh, all right. That'll 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 put this category to bed. We got a bunch more major, oh, you know, still have best actor. Uh, both both persuasions. We have a ton of minor categories. Lots more to come in the Baldies 2022 deliberations. <laughs>